what's good, everybody? It's your boy, St. Poppy. It's your boy, Khalil. I'll always go last. Chris, the star of the show. Let's go, baby. And we are the roommates, and this is the Kind of What Podcast Network. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the best hour of your week, and we are back and better, and Chris looks like he's ready to explode. Ah! Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I went to see HB today, as you can see. (laughs) Oh, you went to see HB today? Oh, my Lord. Uh, That boy done spent like an hour and a half on my head. That's all I'm gonna say, ladies. I'm ready this weekend, so keep it. Keep, He's keep really feeling watch. himself this week. Hey, he gave me that PBS. Hey, he gave me that panty dropper special. I'm trying to tell y'all. You like that, Khalil? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm, hey, look, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, he come home nap. last night, mom. <laughs> you ain't gotta tell everybody. God dang it. What's wrong with you, Khalil? Giving all the dang details. What's, what's your problem, man. Lord? You dang. Anyway, let's move on, man. Khalil ruined the vibe. So, Khalil, you done graduated from college, man. What's good? Talk to the people. Man. Jobs, jobs, and more jobs, and applying to more jobs. You should have been there. there. I told you that a long time ago. I have a plan. No, okay. no. I told you that a long no, time ago. No, I have ago. a plan. Oh you, probably, oh, you probably got one. You just, you know, fishing. You fishing? I'm, I'm always fishing. There's always offers. Okay. You didn't tell me that. You can't just say I'm applying for jobs. I'm assuming. So, how does, it feel, how does it feel to be graduated from college? It's stupid, huh? I feel I the same, man. I'm out of you. That's basically it. Hey, Four years ready. of your life I'm going to be honest with y'all. Clear was a gangster. That man walked across the stage, and then he walked out of the graduation. He was gone. He didn't say nothing to nobody. He For just real? Left. No. Literally, man, like, had... he got his diploma, <laughs> took his picture, and left. Literally left. That's, That's not what happened. That's Even exactly back what happened. Bro, I sat back down. No, Y'all you probably not, left. Yes, I did. I came back in. No, you didn't, bro. That boy left. I'm talking about guys, the degree, got his little picture, and walked off. It was literally probably about 30 more minutes left, but he didn't give a crap. Mm. Bro, I came back and said that. No, you didn't. Yes, no, I you did. didn't. Left. That's gangster. <sighs> so, Chris, what about you, man? Man, those pictures from last night look kind of look kind of litty. Oh, you talking about my Snapchat? My Snapchat was, man. Boy, your, that Snapchat Boy, was my lit. my school friends, man. Shout out to TJ. Shout out to Adrian. Shout out to Jirani. Shout out. Who, was it? Who else was there? I think uh, Devin Phillips. Shout out to Devin Phillips. Uh, shout out to all my high school friends back in the Townview Eastside area. Man, we had a good time at Diablo's. If y'all don't know Diablo's, you know now. What's Boy. Diablo's? Is that like a restaurant slash bar? No, it's a sports bar slash club. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Especially on Thursday. That's Especially on Thursday. Especially on Thursday. That's, what, that's, so, when, that's when we come out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was late because I had to take a nap because I regretted everything <laughs> that next morning. Mm-hmm. I don't drink, I don't, you know, so I wasn't hung over, but I felt like I was because I was, boy, I was man. What time did you come back? Wait, what? Don't worry about what time I came back. See, <laughs> okay. y'all, y'all, I, look, y'all can't be putting my information you on the one, You the one who put it up. I put it, when? I put, put it, it on the, the group for y'all. Bro. Did I, did my Snapchat say I came home late? Or nah. I came home the next day. No, Man. y'all two n words brought that up. I asked you what time you wrong? come back. You I didn't say you came back late. I went to sleep at like you eleven, so I don't even know. Grown man, nah, you a grown man. Phone, y'all, y'all out of control. What you scared of? So today, people don't even know everything, Khalil. All right, all right. So today we got a we got a guest joining the show later on. My homie, the man, the guy, Mister. Zach Richardson, that legend. Who the crap is that? My boy Zach. Zach <laughs> is about to come on the show. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Not, Who the crap is that? You remember? My, you don't uh, know my friend Zach. I, I always talk to him. 
I remember the name. Yeah. When was you gonna tell? When was you gonna tell you had Zach coming on the show? Just he literally called me last minute and he was like, "Man, bro, see you be, can't be doing this." People, Zach, man, I'm pretty sure Zach don't even listen to every episode. He called me last minute and he was like, "When am I gonna get on the podcast?" See, man, look. So he said, "Zach, Zach, you know what, Zach? He, he like last in line. It's too many people that should been on the show already. Hey, and all these fan listeners gonna be firing you up because I, I understand nobody understands who is Zach. I understand that, but let me tell you, let me tell you the truth. Khalil, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't expect you to come today. <laughs> I didn't know you were coming today. I, was, I did that on purpose. It, <laughs> it was, it was. I told it Chris. Was, okay, I had no but idea. No, I did tell you to tell Hafiz. No, you didn't. You said you was going to let me know because Hafiz don't ever got his phone on him. I really yeah, don't well, have my phone. Hey. I was asleep, bro. That was the first thing I said to and you. Man, so. I was in the barbershop. That took a long time, as you could tell. Bro. So, so. On that point, Chris, you're right. A lot of people do got to get on the show. The re- the main reason why Zach got special privileges to be on today was, one, because Zach was supposed to be on the show months ago, but he's been playing arena ball. He's been busy doing all this, that, and the third. He and getting I, paid for that? Huh? Arena yeah. Ball. yeah. He getting paid for no arena ball. I'm and so, going to show me a pay stub. Recently, he's free. Okay. He got some time. And I was like, yo. Come on the show. Man, where, who is Zach? Trust, Why does Zach come in here all cock diesel? Chris, oh, I don't up, give a crap. No, no, yeah. Zach, Zach is calling in. He's calling in. Oh, that's oh, even worse. He's yeah. calling in. Oh, yeah, I've got headphones, so this might be a bit of a challenge. Man, man, look, I'm be honest. Hey, Irby, you got to get the headphones ready. Man, <laughs> I don't, you know, man, I don't even. Can, can I be honest with Zach? you also? Yeah, yeah. I was going to be, I was just planning on being a spectator today, actually. Oh. <laughs> you just came on, hopped on. Hey, we don't care. This is the room. He told me come sit. We got I no room. Just, we got man, no you room. You asked me what time we were doing. I said, yeah, just so I know what time, time to be here. I, I just, perfect. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, we got to talk about my guy, Mr. LeVar Ball. So, my man, Mr. LeVar Ball, is in the news again. And this time, he got himself in a bit of a situation with the white woman. So, my man, LeVar Ball. Right yeah, 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 Always. man. Oh, my goodness. So, my man, LeVar Ball, to give you guys some context. You, as you guys know, LeVar Ball is the father of Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is projected to be one of the top five draft picks in the NBA upcoming draft. Chris, when is the draft? Is that next month? It's in June sometime. Yeah, oh, it's in June. It's in June. Yo, what if he went like six? So Lonzo's supposed to be one of the top picks. No. His dad got a super loud personality. He's always talking all this noise. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people like him. I know Chris said he's cocky. Khalil said he's cocky. Wait. Oh, you said LeVar's cocky. Yeah, yeah, LeVar. Was... No, Lonzo's a, he's a mellow dude. Yeah, and man. so LeVar's been going on. LeVar's a dad. He's been going on his media tour, going to all these different um, sports talk shows, and then... I think it was Wednesday, he got on Colin Coward's The Hurt, right? And so to give you guys some background, Colin Coward has this show called The Hurt. He brings people in, have these really interesting conversations, similar to most talk shows. And Colin got a co-host by the name of Christine Leahy, and she's on the, and she and LeVar have a bit of 
Bad blood. A, a bad, bad blood. That's good. That's a good situation. terminology. Yeah. So long story short, Christine Leahy had made some comments about LeVar Ball and his Parrington before he got on the show. So before he got on the show, she made some comments about LeVar Ball and his Parrington. I'm going to play those comments before we hop into LeVar Ball's comments, and then we'll go ahead and hop into this discussion. All three sons, you, got, you have kids. How rare is it that all three kids want to do the exact same thing? They're being forced to do it. They're being told you will start basketball at age six, like Lonzo told us. And whenever you asked him a question, I think he said, what, five words? And he looks terrified whenever he's talking. I asked, have you ever had a disagreement with your father? And he said, no. And everyone at this table, we know you at one point or another disagree <laughs> with your parent, unless you're afraid to disagree with your parent. Oh. He looks genuinely afraid. But it's also telling that Lonzo said he wants to stay close to home. Great. If you want to play for the Lakers, I understand that. But it said it's close to home. He doesn't want to leave his father. He doesn't want to leave that nest. And that's not going to go over well when you're surrounded by grown men yeah. playing in the NBA. So as you guys kind of heard, as you guys just heard, <laughs> she she called out Lonzo's um, manhood a little bit. And she called out LeVar's parenting. So this was, I don't know, weeks, days before LeVar came on the show. Maybe hours. I have no idea. But I know she said it. And then LeVar came on the show. LeVar done heard these comments already. He's frustrated. He's a bit upset. And... The show begins. Colin's talking to LeVar. LeVar's talking back to Colin. Everything is going good. But then all of a sudden, Christine Leahy decides to talk to LeVar. And that's when everything changed. Let me go play that clip real quick. Have you sold any shoes yet? Yeah, I, I sold a, a good amount to me. How many? Stay in your lane. Wait, anyway, what's I kind of heard like I was just, telling I'm you, man. Curious. I don't even worry about her over there. It, Every why time not? She scares me to death. I think that's kind death. of disrespectful. She says she scares Lonzo. Lonzo's scared of me. She scares I me. That's I'm why I don't look that way. I don't look over there because she scares me. Well, I'm thinking no, I, of Saul right now. I'm just trying. I'm, Leave I'm, me alone. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, four, five hundred pair. So she's a reporter. Her job is to probe. She can report to whoever she wants behind her. What's, I'm talking I, what is, to you, Colin. Well, what's your what is your problem with me? Hey, my problem is you are a hater. Why? Am I, I a would hater? never wear a big baller shirt. Well, no, good. I didn't Don't say even that. talk to big ball. I heard you say I'm not even worried I, about. I said that I wouldn't wear something that uh, it says a woman. big baller. It's the same thing. Yeah. With all I, due respect, I, you're a great reporter, just not reporting on me. I have a right to say what you shirt I would and wouldn't wear. Uh oh, welcome to Big Baller Zone. All right. I ain't got any more time. Can we talk about how the white so, man sounds like? Long story calling. short, if you fast That's forward through man. that video, go ahead and watch that video when you get the chance. Fast forward through that video. Eventually, he says, you're going to get what's coming to you. And then she responds by saying, are you threatening me? And, he's, and then blah, 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 blah. Gentlemen, what do you guys think was LeVar out of bounds or was Christine Leahy taking this all out of context? <laughs> Chris? Oh, man. I think, uh, honestly, it could have been better on both sides. I definitely definitely think, I mean, Guevara is who he is. So the way he was um, the way he was talking to her, that didn't surprise me. Now, uh, he could have been better. He could have been, you know, I don't know. He could have eased his way into that situation rather than, you know, jumping on her like that. But, um, but at the end of the day, she was kind of out of control saying what, what she was saying. How his uh, sons feared him. I think. I think just as a like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a father nowhere near. But if some random woman that has not been in my family don't know me like that say that my sons fear me from just you know just simply 
seeing me on TV, I would take offense to that. I would think that was very rude. I would think that'd be very uh, disrespectful. And then basically she is calling out his man, like uh, Lonzo Manhood, that uh, he's a baby or he wants to be he wants to be close to home, close to his family, just because he's afraid of his dad. Um, <laughs> I like I think generally think Lonzo is a a quiet guy. He doesn't talk a lot. And if you if you follow him on Snapchat, you follow him on Instagram, that's how he is. He's he's a he's a, a jokester, and he's a, a young man, and he's an eighteen year old kid. At the end of the day, you know he's an eighteen year old kid. At the end of the day, and um, and she she definitely was very, very just. She was she was just saying stuff talking about oh. Now you don't like women. Big ball brands not for women. Like yeah. she was just nitpicking at random stuff for no reason. Yeah, she's been like one of those, uh, you know, antagonizing reporters for sure on that. Exactly. Way. You know, just trying to attack at everything he was saying. And then I think key as a person, you like you said, you can't never talk about someone's parenting. I don't care who you are. Yeah. That's always a no no, and that's gonna frustrate anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he could have said some things better. She could have said some things better. At that point, they were both frustrated, and so it just made it talk show bad because they're just going back and forth like children. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's just uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think both of them could did better, but she, she, she was wrong from the get go. She was to me, she was the first. When, I agree. She, when you talk about somebody's kid, talk about somebody's parenting, and you don't know them like that, yeah. especially Novar, he gonna come at you sideways, you know. <laughs> And then she's like, she felt disrespected because he kind of dismissed her with, what do you expect? Like, you talk about his parenting skills. And honestly, to be honest, that was probably, the dismissing her was probably the best thing he could do. He could have just ignored her. I'm saying, yeah, dismiss, yeah, he, he shouldn't just not, he just should have not said nothing at all. Because if he did engage, like really engage, it probably would have been 10 times worse. Yeah, it, it definitely would have. What been made worse. it bad when when he said, uh, um, "You gonna get what you come, well, yeah, you gonna get what's bad. coming to you." Let, let's just be. You honest. can't say that to no white girl. Exactly, boy. Let's, that's a black let's, man on TV. Let's, let's boy, that, that ain't gonna go well for you. Black man versus white woman, you always gonna lose. <laughs> always. So, so I mean, that's where that's where I feel like he 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 made a mistake, and um, I know how he's. Well, you want to comment on that right now? Go ahead. Yeah, now nah, I agree with you, man. I think I think it was a little bit of. Um, Issues on both of their parts. With LeVar, I understand, you know, someone's been talking bad about you, about your parenting, because I'm going to go on a quick little, literally, 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 a quick little tangent about LeVar. LeVar is a black man who raised three sons, loves his wife, loves being a dad, and loves his family. What more can you ask for? Yeah. yeah, he talks a bit of a noise. Yeah, he's loud. Yeah, he's boisterous. Yeah, he's arrogant. But come on, man. Like, I, we need to give this man his props. I will, I will say that. You At the end of the day, that man is down for his family. He's a black he's man down for his down family. And if you hear this dude talk about his wife who's sick right now, how he say, I'm going to hold her down, how I'm going to take care of her, I got my girl, I love my girl. Like, I'm going to be honest oh, with you. Is, man. It's it. It's very, it's very admirable and something that I look up to, his faithfulness and his commitment to his family. So, for Christine to have negative comments to say about his parenting, when I'm like, yo, this dude, from the outside looking in, he seemed like a very, very great father. Maybe not your kind of father, because Christine got to understand, she's a white woman. 
Yeah. Yep. She's a white woman. Yeah. White. We all know how white women are with their kids. I'm not being stereotypical, but white people, especially white women and black men, they raise their kids two different ways. Oh yep. yeah. You know what I mean? The white with the white people, you know, they talk back. You know, shut up, mom. I'm not listening to you. You know, they have all that stuff. Chris, what you hear? You, Smack. You know, <laughs> in the black community, there's none of that. Think about. Smack the way Chris, shot. Dude, think about the way Chris yeah, talks about shot. his dad. Boy, I see, man. If Chris, if Chris's dad was on this show talking about Chris like that, Chris would not say a word. Would Chris say would never say a word. Chris would, would never say anything negative about his father, not because he fears him in a negative way, because he respects him. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Amen. In a black community, when you got a real dad, mm. you ain't talking back to him. Yeah, Couldn't no. you attest to that? No, not, 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 not on public. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, what I'm saying. Anybody who's hurting my dad, they know I did this. No. Yeah, <laughs> you in a black community when it comes to like real dads, I'll be thinking Negro spiritual <laughs> for real. <laughs> so Christine, she's she don't know like they don't know what they're talking about. They can't interfere. But like I said, I understand where Lonzo was, mm-hmm. not, um, not Lonzo Lavar, because Lavar said, "I'm afraid of you." you. Know why he was afraid of her? Because she's a white woman who's saying. Who's about to attack him? He knows he can't go back and forth like he can't Chris win. said. He can't win. He it's can't a lose lose. So he said, "You know, I'm just not talking to you." It seemed very disrespectful, but as Charlemagne's pointed out, what's kind of disrespectful is how she's on that show, but she's in the very back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. That's you know a mean? Point. So That's she's a already on the back. Yeah, so that doesn't make sense at so all. So she's like, "Look me in the eye, talk she ain't to a real me." Co-host. <laughs> and and so I think my understanding of when he says she's gonna get what's coming to her he's saying that if you come to somebody and say negative things about their children and about their parenting when they see you in person they're not gonna be cheery happy go lucky friendly they're not gonna want to talk to you they're gonna be standoffish and that negative energy that you gave to them they're more than likely reciprocated so that's what's coming back to her everybody knows lavar is not gonna smack christine lady he's not gonna fight her he's not what the freak we all know that he's all about his brand he's about his brand he's not gonna ruin come on man we know that's not so let's be honest also if if you got a if you had a a african-american dad and you play sports you know you heard him in the crowd. Come on, over man. everybody. Come on, man. Ain't a t- ain't a game I couldn't hear my dad. So yeah, <laughs> my so, dad, my dad cussed me out. <laughs> yeah, everywhere from the stands. <laughs> yeah, from the stands. I'm for real, cause like I said, I imagine if I had a son. And they got me on the show. Imagine my son just talking back to me and be like, "Man, Dad, shut up, man. You talking to like what? Yeah, ain't nothing what? happening." Are you serious? Cut, oh cut yeah, my commercial. dad. My dad is wrong. My dad is wrong. I don't agree with my. Cut to the commercial. Cut, cut to the commercial. So, <laughs> Just kidding, real quick. <laughs> so, so that's my comments, man. I feel like a lot of people, cause you you don't hear, from my opinion, you don't hear a lot of black men complaining about Levar Ball. You don't hear a lot of them, mm-hmm. cause they understand what he's doing. All you hear is women and white people complaining about him, cause they don't understand that black male parent culture. I, I hear you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean. Hey, Chris, go to timeout, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no timeout. Right, I'm going to count to seven. When I count to seven, Man. I want you to stop t- screaming at mommy. Oh, God. No, mommy's not an idiot. I'm not stupid. Don't say I hate you. Oh, that's that's a buzzword. Remember, we talked about it from and the psychologist. I, I a buzzword. A buzzword. That's, I, that's a funny story. Yeah, I, man, I'm like, me, I can see, like, being in Lonzo's shoes if they're on TV, they're on the set, and his dad is talking and saying all these things, and they are different things. They are out, out of control sometimes. 
Now he could be Michael Jordan, whatever. Yada yada yada. <laughs> we ain't gonna get it. Uh, um, like I would do the same. I would literally sit there and be like, "Yeah, that's I'm agreeing with my dad." For me to say, "Oh no, my dad is this. My dad is like something negative." That. They don't understand that. They, man, heck no. Okay. It's not like like how he said perfect. It's not fear. Is respect. With my situation, it might have been a little fear. <laughs> I remember, man, but I remember my dad came home. Dad got him car pulled up. He cut the car off. I can hear him getting out the car, close the door, wait about two, three seconds, hear the keys come in, him open the door. I'm like, oh, crap, that man home. Mm. All right. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We are the roommates, and this is, uh, and this is the Kind of a Podcast Network. I've been messing up a lot today. <laughs> Okay, okay, we are back. We are back. Apologies, ladies and gentlemen, about me messing up. Been mumbling and bumbling my words. So, Zach Richardson is on his second strike. He is on probation. I try to call him four different times. This fool did not pick up his phone. Who is this? This is the second time, Zach. We done try to get you on the podcast. No, how no, no, how need to try to get you on the podcast. Yeah. I don't want him on there. Okay. I don't know him. Yeah. Who is this guy? So disrespectful. So the roommates don't even know you. They don't even want you on the podcast, Zach. You're, you're on strike number two. And I'll be honest with you. Am I bringing you back unless they approve of it? And nine times out of nine. Ten. No, nine times out of nine, which is 100% of the time, they're probably going to say no. Yeah, yeah I just I said nine times man, out of bro. time. Nine times out of nine. All right. He so, might be cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy, but he's just on this bullery, and he made me really mad earlier. I might be, I might even talk about it. He made me very mad. Oh uh, yeah, that's. I was yeah. about to go off on him. It's kind of hard to do. Make out he's mad. Yeah, man. I rarely get. Actually, I wasn't mad. I was. I was a bit upset by this message he sent me. He's a stupid idiot for sending it. <laughs> you on that buffoonery? On that buffoonery. So, here we go. Today, I want to talk about something that's been very, very. Very, very dear to my heart. And this is something that a lot of people go through. It's very relatable for a lot of young adults, old adults, teenagers. And this topic is a topic of heartbreak. Dang, we still doing this? Yep, we're still doing that, Chris. Let me do, let me do a mini prayer because I'm, like, I'm about to. Ooh, all right. Kanye West so, I, I've been going to sleep really early. I don't know if you guys noticed. I've been going to sleep at like 10 o'clock. I've been going to sleep super early. Chris is praying, by the way. I've been going to sleep really, really early um, because I've been, I've been dealing with some heartbreak myself. And before I went to sleep, before I went to sleep um, last night, no, two nights ago, I overheard Chris and Sam talking about some of their own personal heartbreaks they dealt with in life. And the reality of this lady, especially ladies, I want you ladies to know this. Men go through heartbreak as well. You see, you see guys on TV with all the bravado, guys trying to act tough, act hard, like they don't feel. But man, we go through it. We go through pain. We hurt. We cry. We suffer just as much as you guys and do. It may not be the same way. Now, me and Sam went sitting yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, nah. in blankets, <laughs> eating ice cream, watching <laughs> that gum, loving basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it wasn't like that. We, just, had to we keep was his bravado. See that? Like, we had to, we had to, we was chilling. We yeah. was going from basketball to relationships, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So okay. don't, don't be trying yeah, to. They, they, they weren't having a moat fest. They're just having a man talk. Gotcha. He wasn't watching, he wasn't watching Way to Exhale, none of that. Yeah, I'm not, no. There was no Lauryn Hill X Factor being played in the background. No, nah, nah, not a at all. I just have to let that let yeah. that be known. Right, let, you know it, let it be, be known. Let it be known. People be crazy. 
so yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to spend some time talking about that, talking about the issue of heartbreak, talking about how we deal with it, and just to give the ladies an opportunity to see that we as men, man, we go through it as well, and also to give other men the opportunity to be vulnerable for a minute, because as a man, one of the most difficult things to say publicly is that you've been hurt, because it symbolizes that you're weak. And I feel like a lot of men are dealing with heartbreak, they're dealing with pain, but they're too afraid to come out and be like, yo, I'm hurting because they don't want to be perceived as lesser than a man or soft or a girl. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, I want to spend some time talking about it and I'm going to go ahead and begin. So I don't want to put anybody on the spot before. Um. I go on the spot, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go ahead and be trained. Well, you want to go first, Khalil? No, nah, you said you was gonna go, but you <laughs> you, you sounded like you were second guessing yourself on going first. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go first. I prefer to hear someone else's story. But like I said, I know that this is a very touchy subject. Like like yeah, this is a very touchy subject, especially for Chris, especially for me. And I know Khalil probably got some <laughs> some some things that he he's dealing with, he dealt with in the past that he probably don't want to talk about. I think for me and Chris is fresh. I would say mine's a little bit fresher than Chris's. Oh, yeah, way fresher. I, but I would honestly say Chris is a little bit deeper than mine. So I think it's we both have wounds that we're... We're going to have to talk later? Man, cool, you about to find out, bro. I know. I'm about to just let it, I'm about to just, look, they you going to let it out? Bro. I don't care anymore. All right. Yeah. All right, so I'll go ahead and I'll kind of share, I'll share a little bit because it's like a lot of stories and I don't want to spend too much time. I'll kind of share like a general overview about kind of what's been going on so long story short i think for the past maybe like six seven years um i've been in like a rut like a little bit of a cycle and i hate circles by the way i just hate the idea of like being in a cul-de-sac and things being repetitive and i've been in the cycle because like i've probably spent my time talking to maybe primarily i would say two girls primarily the past seven years um and i think one girl i try to talk to for two years and the other girl i try to talk to for three years and there was a whole bunch of girls it was like basically imagine like they were like the main stories but the other girls were like these sub stories in between it so it wasn't like two years straight no other girls three years straight no other girls it's like there's other girls in between it so perfect. <laughs> um but what happened was like the the narrative for each of the girls was so similar and that's what made the wound deeper and fresher and so the narrative was like i would meet a girl and most of the girls that i met i would meet them like out of random like i'll meet them like at the mall i'll meet them at like chipotle i'll meet them at like um sometimes a bar i'll meet them like i would meet girls at random spots in the dorm like of different colleges. I never met a girl like through a friend. I never met a girl through um, school. I never met a girl through work. It was always random girls that I met, just saw them, and then one time just try to start a relationship out of thin air. As Sarah Mila says, the, um, Chip could not do. Hitch joke, by the way. Anyway, so with all the girls trying to start a relationship with somebody that you don't know, there's a bit of a mystery part of it, right? And the mystery part of it is you got to spend a lot of time and energy 
getting to know them, but you have no idea who they are. You have no background. You have no mutual friends. Like everything is a sheer mystery. And so a lot of times the things you will find out about these girls, you will find find out about them too late. You know, because if Khalil, let's say Khalil knew her, he'd be like, yo, watch out for this because she's like that. Like I said, most of the girls I never even, I've seen them once and then I'll probably see them the second time like three months later because they live in different states. Um, but to summarize it, basically, like I said, there was a cycle where I try to talk to them and most of these girls that I met, I promise you I meet the same fudging girl. I hope I'm not going to use any profanity today. But the same fudging girl who literally is like immune to text messages i don't know if i use the right word but like she cannot communicate over the phone and so man it'll be times like where i got choice words for those uh, i'm i'm talking about there'll be times where i would get, i would text a girl and she would respond to me back a week later like two weeks later and then act like nothing going act nothing. like nothing went wrong let's not talk about it <laughs> and then so name her up so a lot like the, like the, the two main girls I was talking to, they were really great girls, but they were very immature. I like to call them um, undercooked chicken, right? So the thing about okay. thing about chicken is it, chicken Jack. needs time in the oven to be right. Right. Yeah. If you take it out too early, you it's not right. It's not right. You got you got you got to give it more time. So what happened was these girls were younger and they they just weren't right in the mind, you know. Um, and so both these girls, like for years, I would say, you know, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna keep on trying. I'm gonna keep on putting this work. And then so the first girl, two years, trying, 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 trying. Maybe a message, no message, and then it not working. And then a whole bunch of side girls, same thing. Text them, don't respond back. They ghost me. Something happened. And then the next girl, the same exact thing happened, right? Trying to talk to her, trying to get to know her, this, that, and the third. So for me, the wound came from, to be honest with you, I started to internalize it. I started to see like, yo, I think the problem is me. And I started feeling like, yo, there's something wrong with me because I'm experiencing the same thing over and over and over again. Real quick, though, yes, just touching on what you just said. Yeah. I can say I'm very proud of you for doing that, though. Mm. A lot of us, we don't recognize that. You know, and it may not necessarily have been right in your situation, but the fact that you took time to think about yourself yeah. is key. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm going to Thanks, Cliff, for that. Agreed, agreed. So, man, and so... Honestly, then afterwards, like every other girl I talked to, man, I'm be honest with you guys, I I got paranoid, like I got so paranoid. So like if I would if I would text her and she would be busy, like legitimately busy, I would think, oh my gosh, she's ignoring me again, da 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 da, and I was so, I'm for real, like legitimately paranoid, like um. For real, man, some serious, serious issues. And so that's kind of that's kind of a bit of my so I don't want to spend too much time hogging the microphone. But man, that wound I'm dealing with today and it's really, really affecting my life and I'm trying to process it as we speak. But um whoever wants to hop on the mic next and go ahead. I'm ready for you, superstar. Superstar. <laughs> Gosh, man, I've been I gotta hear this. I've been trying to I've really been trying to prepare myself all day today to talk about this. But, yeah, I don't know. Y'all can't see me right now, but, oh, boy. I need to touch something. I'm going to keep on this. All right, uh, where should I begin? We're going to start off, man, where everything went down here in my life. 
2015, senior year. Oh, man. All right. So I was dating this man. I was dating this wonderful girl. Very attractive. God-fearing. Uh, just everything I wanted. I ain't going to lie to you. Everything I wanted, I had it. And um, and But we was doing things uh, that we should have been doing. Um, and I felt like she was my God and I was her God. And if I'm walking around calling myself a Christian... Um, saying that I follow Jesus and knowing we doing things that we shouldn't be doing, I feel like I'm a hypocrite and I got now I got this monkey on my back and I'm resenting her. It's like, man, I, I really I really don't believe in what I'm preaching, basically, you know. Um so it took me a long time to really to wrestle with God, to really figure out that God was telling me I need to break up with her to come back home to him because I didn't feel the Holy Spirit no more. I I didn't, I didn't, wasn't in his presence. And I feel like it was the same thing with her. I know for a fact that I, she worshiped me. I, like I said, it was vice versa. So when the breakup happened, it was, it really, it really, it hurt her so much. And I know I did. I know, I know I crushed every ounce of being in that girl and and I was affected by that um yeah what I'm trying to say is that I don't like hurting people's feelings knowing that I caused her so much pain really helped like really resented myself so it was really I was all I'm super hard on myself um in every situation but knowing that I felt like I was a, a failure that I let God down that I let her down that I let her family down all these things, and I'm just like, like here we go again. Like, Chris, you're, you're you're effing up again. Like, like how can God love you if you keep hurting hurting women? You know. Um, so now I'm trying to and I'm trying to remain positive. And I'm thinking I made a lordship decision to get to to uh, to um, get more of God. But as the semester went on. Um, I'm not getting better myself. I'm still, I'm still feeling terrible. I'm still feeling sad, and uh, and how I receive love is physical touch and words of affirmation. So that was my first time being truly single in a long time. <sighs> so not gonna lie, I'm not boosting. Women came after me, hard. So as a young man, you know, I fell. Plenty of times. Not saying I had sex. Not saying I did this. I fell a lot. I hung out with girls. That's what I did. And people started noticing. People that were really that was really close to me started noticing. And they kind of started distancing themselves away from me. And I'm not going to say the organization at all. Um, but they started distancing themselves away, away from me. So I felt like I lost them as well. So I'm losing. I lost my best friend. And I felt like I lost guy. And I lost... People that saw me in this in this light, that saw me as you know this this leader, this this public figure at U of H, and now they kind of just turn their back on me, and uh, and I'm just looking around and I'm like, what's enough, you know? And so as the as senior year goes by, um, trying to recover, trying to recuperate, I'm here standing here a year and a half later, and I feel like I made no progress. Um, I feel like. Um, I'm just angry, honestly. I'm angry. I'm frustrated at God because I feel like 
nothing good came out of that breakup. Like, I can't say, man, dang, that was a good decision because I'm here today. No, I still feel like I'm even worse than I was in 2015. And and we'll start off the conversation because Sam knows I'm talking to girls. And he's like, like, what are you going to do with them? And I'm just like, Sam, I, I can't, I still haven't forgiven myself from the breakup a year and a half ago. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed off at God because I feel like he hasn't helped me in this situation at all. Like, what do you want me to do? And he was like, you know, you can't keep leading these girls on. I'm like, I tell them that. I tell them that um, that I don't want to leave them, lead them on. You know that that I. But it's like, how can I find a wife without talking to girls? Like, what am I do? I'm. I know for a fact I'm not called a singleness. That's not happening. I'm not gonna be single for the rest of my life. So how can I find a wife without talking to girls? And we just keep, and, I, and me and him keep talking about like, like. At the end of the day, you're gonna have to make a decision. You're gonna have to say, are you gonna date this girl? You're not gonna date this girl. Are you gonna like are you gonna keep talking to him? Whatever, whatever. And I'm just sitting there like, for me, I know I cannot talk to nobody. Cause that would drive me insane. Like if I don't talk, if I don't interact with the opposite sex, that would drive me insane. And I feel like I have, I'm not gonna lie to you, I have it's a lot, I met a lot of good girls over a year and a half that I could have dated that I'm just afraid to because I don't want to fail again. I don't want to feel like a failure. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get in a whole relationship again and fail because I cannot go through that. Cause I'm like I said, I already feel like I'm kind of an orphan now just walking around. And then you got the young adult blues what we talked about last week. So I got all these things going in my head and but at the same time, I have to think about these girls. Like, I have to think about their heart. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what to do, you know? Like, I feel like I feel like I'm punishing myself, but I also feel like I'm saving them because I don't think I'm ready at the same time. Um, but one of my best friends said, like, are you going to be in this fit forever? And the answer is, no, I know I'm not, but crap, like, you say let's run to run to this situation or run to God, and that hasn't been working for me. You know, I've been doing that; it hasn't been working for me. Um, so that's how I feel like I feel like I'm in in this heartbreak or in this in this mood where it's like, man, I know I don't need it. I I just feel like I'm just trapped. I'm stuck. You know, mm-hmm. I had like I I like I said I can date. I know I can date a really good girl, but that fear. That anger I still have in me, it won't let me do it. Mm. Man, on that, before um, Khalil hops in and share, man, Chris, I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I know that's something, I mean, literally, that's something that you don't like talking about. I, I've been Chris's roommate for months, and he's never um, shared publicly that full story to even me. So I really appreciate you mm. for being transparent and sharing that. And what I realize is something that happens when we go through pain, especially for those of us who are Christians and lean to God through our difficulties and struggles, is a lot of times when we're going through pain, like we feel like God isn't there. You know, we're like we're praying to God, God help me, God give me an answer, and we're and we're trying to find a solution and then we feel like God isn't there. I'm going to be honest with you. That's where I'm at right now, similar to Chris. And when you're at that point, it's like 
now where do I go? You know what I mean? It's like, God, I'm trying to seek your wisdom. God, I'm trying to seek your guidance. I'm trying to do right. Like Chris is saying, I'm not trying to run through these girls. I'm not trying to do all this. But then when you feel so lost, when you feel so much pain and anger, and it's not going away, it's actually getting worse. You run to comfort. You run to comfort. And a lot of times that comfort isn't good things. Khalil, go ahead and you can go ahead and hop in next. Man. um, So I guess the best thing to say is, so when I first came to the house and moved in with these these great fellas, I was probably in the worst place in my life. Man. And we was apparently, and I guess this is probably my fault, you know, Apparently, we was all feeling the same thing with God because uh, there's more times when we're friends. I'm just like, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I, I, this is, I got to do this on my own. To come back, I have to do this on my own. I can't ask for help from, from anybody. I have to find my way back within me. I have to do this on my own. And I kept telling myself that I kept, you know, and stuff kept happening. Stuck with women, with life, with school. It just kept smacking me in the face. Every time I thought I had a glimmer of hope, I was getting back on my feet, smacked me back down. And life's like that. It, it, and he, he lets me know every time I am not in control. I have no control. I'm but a passenger in his world. But I fought it. I, I still fight. I fight it a lot. And I'm I'm defiant. And I've in in the past I've been defiant with women. I've let I've let bad women ruin things for me with good women. And and I and I, there's there's some women that I ruin completely ruin and they're and they're great women. And then completely ruined. Completely, completely ruined. Completely ruined, bro. And today, you know, I, I've seen some of these women, they, they get married. And I think about that. And then it made me feel like maybe I'm not meant to be happy with a person. Maybe I'm just putting people's lives for a moment to help them out. And then once they good, that's all I do. So I, I, I've literally felt like this. Like, I just, all right, I'm going to help. I'm here. I'm going to show you something good for a period of time. Something's going to happen. Then you're going to move on to something better. And then that made your life better. And now you're great. And that, I, I felt like that was my purpose. And I let that drive me. I let a lot of things drive me that I shouldn't. I've... <laughs> I've let myself go to church because a girl told invited me instead of just going i've i've failed on doing certain things on my own because i let bad seeds and, and heartbreak ruin me i've let not just with women just life too when it beat me down, man, I, I wanted to quit. But that pride, that that unsatiable pride wouldn't let me. Which is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time because it still wasn't for the right reason. And 
that probably may have not let me quit, but it's it still let me get smacked down. Mm. And I made so many mistakes. Mistakes I don't even know how to come back from. Mistakes I don't even know if possible to come back from. I know I can't come back from my mistakes. <laughs> I know I haven't, bro. And, and just to let you know, you know, I like when I first came to these guys' house, you know, I, I had recently lost a kid. Uh, you know, she's pregnant for six months and you no know, nobody feels sad for me because I was that guy in this situation and got another woman pregnant. And man, never in a million years did I think I'd do that. Never in a million years I let myself feel so so low, so beat up, so so alone that I craved attention that I I, I I need I felt like I needed someone there for me. I felt out comforts and other things than what I should have been seeking. And a lot of us do that. And, and I made my mistakes. And I gotta live with that. Just like anybody else, you know, I know a lot of us right now, we, we always feel like we can't come back from our mistakes. You know, we feel like from our mistakes or from from that woman that beat us down because like everybody else in this room you know those women that beat us down you know they they left us with issues they left us with unresolved issues issues that (laughs) quite frankly some of us don't know how to how to how to deal with you know yeah man fellas (laughs) I feel you bro I feel you man all we can do is find our way through this world, man. Man, Khalil, man, first and foremost, man, I just wanted to let you know, though I didn't call you today, I feel like God wanted you here today. I'm not even lying to you, and I rarely say that because you said some deep, 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 deep stuff, man, that that honestly, man, it touched me because I'm, I'm going through a lot right now. I'm not even lying to you guys, man. Like, like when you come home and I'm in bed at 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock for a reason. Your words really touched me. And I think what I want the the listeners to see is that it's so freaking crazy that all of us live in the same house. All of us are dealing with the same issues, but it's unbeknownst to everybody. You know, we don't know what the pains. I didn't know all of Khalil's story. I didn't know all of Chris's story. I mean, they probably know all of mine because I'm just a little baby who's always whining. Um, But... I think what's so crazy is that you don't know, if you're going through pain right now, you don't know that the person next to you might be going through the same hurt. Um, The person next to you might be going through that same exact difficulty that you're trying to overcome. And um, man, I think, sadly with this episode, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think there's like a solution, like a, do this and it will all be better i don't think it's that but man i was curious this is for me i'm be honest with you if this isn't for anybody i know this is for me like what do you guys do like when you're hurting when you're going through difficulties like we know that there's comforts as khalil and chris pointed out that we can turn to but it won't satisfy won't heal us like what do you do to progress forward what do you do to keep on walking what do you do to keep on moving till tomorrow like what are those things for you guys i don't know about chris me it's probably not a good thing i just stay busy yeah 
and that's what that eventually caught up to me though because then like i said when i first moved in with y'all and, and i wasn't busy and i know there's times when i wasn't busy that's when everything came in man and, and just real quick i, I just want y'all to know what i admire which uh man you take these because you said your baby you wanted man you're cute i wish i had your communication i wish i had chris's communication when it comes to his parents because i suck at communicating with my loved ones and i love them to death more than they can ever imagine under the sun but i don't know i'm i don't know how to voice it to them i i can sit there and talk to everybody else all day long but i can't i don't know i don't know why you talking about to your parents yeah i hear you i'm the same way my parents and my i i love them to death it's i i feel you bro because i mean i know My mom is a and she's a warrior. If if my mom knows everything that's going on in my, in my life, she would be worried. Like when she had, it was the first time where my mom really saw my pain was during that senior year, that fall semester when I had lost my I had my car had got flooded and I had called my mom and I probably went on a rant, cussing, cursing God, slant like. I mean, I'm talking about I'm cussing out God while my mom's on the phone. And uh, that was the first time she ever saw me like that. And since that happened, I don't want her to experience that again. You know, I don't want yeah, yeah. to have that same reaction that I had uh, over the phone with uh, with my mom again. So I'm with you on that. I, I feel you. Like, who to, who I communicate Bro, I don't know. I communicate whoever's going through going through it with me, honestly. Like I can I'm an open book. Like if if you want to talk about something, please come to me. I can talk about it. Like I have no problem talking about it and, and being relatable and being uh, empathetic because I know what you're going through. I know that for a fact. And just to answer Hafiz's question, what are the solutions? Busy. What Khalil said, I'm beyond I I I'm busy I hoop. I play basketball probably three to four times a week because that get my mind off of not only work but off my personal life. I'm just playing basketball and I I'm that literally my stress reliever. Now also what's been I wouldn't say helping me, but avoiding the solution, avoiding the problem is like the girls I'm talking to, I'll be really short with them on purpose. Or I'll be like, man, I'm not talking to nobody tonight. Because I feel like that person or girls are catching feelings and I'm leading them on to a path they think he may ask me out uh I am jacked up right now and I'm in nobody's position to be a boyfriend I I did nobody's the same position. thing Chris, nobody's position Chris did man I did the exact same thing you did man I would especially my fr- my freshman year man I was whoo I was cold. <laughs> I was super cold. I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't feel nothing. I. I didn't. Cause, honestly, I was so disappointed when I got to school. Cause I had this thing in my head. I thought, you know, college, man. I thought we were gonna be higher level. You know what I'm saying? I was so disappointed with the women and I saw we were just, we just, we was just high school, but it's accelerated. So I said, <laughs> okay, so same thing, right? 
just all y'all to me I, I i'm sorry ladies i was just like y'all just want a dickhead yeah i mean i think i'm 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 a i'm a little different man like i like i said i know how bad i hurt my ex i know that for a fact i do not want to hurt a female like i did her ever again in my life Every like ever, yeah, man, and um, I I just think that something, and I'm be honest with you, something that I know I go through it, like that I don't want to see anybody go through, especially here in Chris's situation, is I don't want to be trapped by my past, and I don't want others to be trapped by their past, right? And I think what what's happening with with Chris that he's communicating is that I did something bad in the past and something bad happened to me. I am so afraid of that bad thing happening again. I am literally in limbo. I'm frozen. I'm not going to my left. I'm not going to my right. I'm literally trying to have no feelings, make nobody have no feelings for me and just, just be in literally in deep space, just free falling, just not moving, just not knowing where to go, not having direction. Been that way for a year and a half. And and the, the 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 part about that is I know that's not healthy. Because like I said, man, like it's been I was literally on the phone with I'm telling you guys, I think it was maybe on Sunday. I was crying. I've been I've I haven't cried this much in a year in my since I've like it was maybe four. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, mm. this year I've cried more times. I didn't know I could even cry this much. I thought I couldn't cry anymore. Uh I was crying. I was talking to my one of my friends, John, my best friend John Mark, as you guys you always talk about John Mark. And one of the things I was like, I said, Man, I feel like I'm doomed. Like Khalil said, I am literally doomed. And I just don't know what to do. And I feel like that there is no space and place for that type of mindset that I am doomed because that means that you believe that God has doomed you. So all the promises of God saying I'll never leave you, like that's a lie. God saying that I'm always going to be with you, that's a lie. All these things where God's like I'm going to guide you, that's a lie. And I'm not saying this like preaching to people. I'm talking to myself. And I kid you not, man, if you go to my job right now, I have sticky notes all over my desk of just me processing this pain and, and like, man, asking myself, like, how the freak do I get out of this freaking circle, this freaking cycle? How do I get out of it? And I kid you not, man, this is and I'm telling you, I don't have the freaking solution. I don't have it. But today in the morning, I woke up sad thinking about a certain situation I'm in right now and a bible verse came to my mind I don't know why it's just a verse came to my mind open my bible I turned to Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 and there was this verse that said it said do not grow weary of doing good for in due time you will reap if you don't give up and man that freaking verse just hits me like a ton of bricks because I'll be honest with you guys. I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up, man. And I was like, God, I've been praying to you. 
I don't want to pray to you anymore. I've been trying to do the right thing. I don't want to do the right thing anymore. I've been, I've been stuck, angry, hurt, upset, frustrated, pissed, pissed. I want to give up. It's over. And literally that verse said, do not grow tired. You will reap if you do not give up. And man, one thing that I do know, man, through the pain, through the agony, through the struggle, through all the hardships, man, the only thing I know is that we can't give up. Man, just one last thing, man. Speaking of that, there's this video. If anybody seen my Facebook page, they seen me re reshare this video about a hundred times. It's, it's about about your why, man. I literally would watch that every day just to feel better, just to be okay and know that it's still possible. You know, just little things like that, man. Like you know, just things like that, like quotes. That's what it is for me, quotes. And, you know, like you said, verses, they help. They help a lot. You know, like little motivational videos, you know, they, they help inspire me to make me feel better, to do better. You know, I feel like that's 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 what helps me a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, like I said, my people have to speak into my life. Mm-hmm. Um uh, videos don't last for me. Scripture, it, it 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 hits my heart, but it doesn't last for me. Like when people speak into my life, that's when it really takes uh takes effect. And uh, I mean, just just um just with my my growth group, they just what they saw, um what they saw in me, like they that I didn't see it myself. What they had told me, um saying that you know they they kind of knew what I was going through, not to you know not. Too much of a stint, but um, they saw that I had faith, and like they know I was going through a lot with my job. They know I was going like through personal life, and it seemed like nothing was going right because nothing is going right. And they just saw my faith. I kept coming back. Like they, they was like, you could have easily gave up. And um, and with for them to say we see that, we admire that, that meant a lot because I don't see that. Mm. I'm like I said, I'm super hard on myself, and I know what it takes to get there, and I'm not, I'm not doing it, so I feel like I'm punishing myself. And for them to say, actually, no, you are doing the right things, I'm just like, oh, because in my mind, there's no way I'm doing the right things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think people speaking to my life really helps, um, but it can't be. It got to be people, somebody from a neutral. It can't be, like, from a girl I'm talking to. Because yeah. I feel like I'm hurting you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you, you're saying are you saying the right things. I I know you're right. Yeah. But you're going to be affected by it <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? True. Mm. Man. Man, fellas, man, I, um, man, I really appreciate you guys for being transparent, for being vulnerable, for putting your business out there. Because, like I said, a lot of these stories I've I've never even heard before. And like I said, a lot of these conversations for our listeners are meant to be stimulants so that you could go home and have these conversations among yourself. Because what we're all going through, this is an ongoing discussion. 
This is ongoing issues. This is ongoing trying to find solutions, trying to move forward. And this is not just a one minute video, uh, one verse, uh, one quote, uh, or one conversation, fix or fix all. It's an ongoing process. Um, so guys, appreciate you guys so much, man. Thank you so much for the transparency. I know today was a very, very difficult conversation to have, but I need it. I'm gonna ask for you guys to pray, pray for all of us, man. Especially pray for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just really going through a really, really difficult situation, and um, I'll, I'll give you guys more information when we get back to the house. But as always, this is your boy Saint Poppy. You said what, Herbie? Oh, 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 you mean turn up, like turn up, turn up? Oh. Oh yeah, we got. Oh yeah, we got. Yeah, yeah, we got. Yeah, we got. Man, Irby, we got to. We got to be therapeutic, man. Yeah. So yeah. Our, our producer Irby <laughs> just said, "When we gonna turn up? Because you've been so we turn up. Hey, we got. Hey, we got. We gonna turn up next week. But I'm letting you know, we need some therapy. In this <laughs> Look, man, we we try to be as real as possible. Yeah, We're going off, going through it, so it's yeah. kind of hard. Yeah, we, yeah, we fake we the turn up. Yeah, the turn up. So will. hopefully, yeah, next week. hopefully, we all can be ready for next week to yeah. actually turn up. Yeah. So it can be a good episode. All right, I won't be here next week. Thank you. Good be Jersey. <laughs> so as I said at the beginning of the show, this is your boy Saint Poppy. Head ass is what you are. That's Khalil, Mister Head ass. <laughs> And this is Chris, the star of the show. And we are the roommates, and we are on the Conwood Podcast Network, and this has been the best hour of your week. We want to say thank you to all of our fans. We appreciate all your comments and messages. Please, please follow us on iTunes, Le SoundCloud, right Google Play. LeBron is destroying. No, he's not. That's what I was asking you. Last time I saw it, right? it was 53-93 in the third I mean, quarter. Ain't you no point watching the game. You see, hurt that score? Not bad. No. So, Stitcher Radio, it? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can search, search us under the Roommates Podcast. And, hey... If you like what you heard today, we need you to tell your friends about us. Share the podcast on your social media. Be our ambassador. Oh, Let game, people cause. know where they can experience the best hour of the week. Oh. We are the roommates, and this is a kind of a podcast network. Team LeBron. Yeah.